this hour, I just wanted to do something that I, I noticed earlier today because housing is the biggest issue. It's the biggest issue of this year, housing. It's going to be a massive political issue, particularly in, uh, well, a range of electorates, depending on whether it's uh, people troubling them, having trouble with mortgages and cost of living, and then the issue of people trying to get into housing, getting into rent, and it can be the kids who are trying to get into the market getting into rental properties and their parents and grandparents are all worried about all of this. So I saw a story, it was a very personal run, written by Jenna Price who writes for the nine publications and she's published this one in the Sydney Morning Herald, the Brisbane Times. And this is this generational thing because she is a baby boomer. And a lot of this is getting down to people from younger generation, millennials, pointing the finger at baby boomers and saying, well, you've bought all the houses, you got them when they were much, much cheaper, and you're the reason why it's difficult for us to get into the market. Now, Jenna Price, like a lot of people, has been in the same home for a very long time, so she's written about downsizing and her desire to downsize. In fact, there's even a, a business being set up to try and deal with people who want to downsize. There are very generous superannuation benefits if you downsize from your family home. But the question is, what do you downsize to? And as she found, you can find yourself competing with other downsizers and cashed up millennials for the same property if you want to try and live in the same area that you are and you don't want to go and live in an apartment. So against all of that background, I thought we'd tease some of this out with Jenna Price. I spoke with her earlier this afternoon. Good evening to you. You've got a lovely home you've had for now more than 30 years. It's your family right. home. It's it's become part of your life. Absolutely. But... We've had uh, three children here, and we've also um, welcomed three grandchildren. So it's gorgeous. But um, you're, you're looking at downsizing, aren't you? I am looking at downsizing for a couple of reasons. Um, and it was interesting to me, so I went to this auction a few weeks ago at a house just around the corner, half the size of this one, uh, so only two bed bedrooms, a backyard, so not huge but small, where we could have a couple of lemon trees, um, and um, no parking, but that's okay because there's plenty of parking on the streets around here. And when the guide opened, the real estate agent, who's really tremendously sweet guy said oh it'll be, go for 2.4 million and I thought oh, I think we can afford that and then have money left over and the reason mm. it's good to have money left over is because you know by the time superannuation came in boomers were already adults these young ones who are getting superannuation from when they're 18 they're going to be set up for life but yep. um, you know um, Paul Ketting did us a favour but it was a bit late for it to be totally comfortable for someone my age um, and then um, and also because all of us are really worried about housing for the next generation. I mean this is not just me, this is everybody I know thinking mm. about how their children are going to manage and how their grandchildren, where mm. their grandchildren are going to live. Yep. So um, six people registered for the auction uh, we didn't even get a bid in because it was hugely busy and um, the people who won were people who were parents bidding uh, for houses for their children. These people had already had multiple properties. Um, we've only got one house, that's it. Um, and the four people who missed out were all downsizers. And that was really interesting to me. So when I started um, wondering about why this was the case, I started looking at the kind of research there was around downsizing, and I am a huge cliche. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because one thing you did say is you kind of want everything you've got. Because and and just, can I just interpose here? Because I know a lot of our listeners are hearing these amounts of money, and you, you could be living in regional uh, New South Wales, parts of Queensland, and you hear two point four million. That sounds like a lot of money. But when you bought your place in nineteen ninety three, and I bought my place in the same area around that time, you're mm-hmm. talking. About a tenth of the price, aren't you? I mean, that's how it's gone up absolutely by more than ten a times. Tenth of the price, yep, yeah. absolutely a tenth of the price. And although it was a mess, and you know, had one broken bathroom and a kitchen that you know you couldn't possibly make a birthday pavlova in, but um, you know, you could make something of it. And over that time, we have. I mean, it's been honestly yep. the most lovely house. Yep. Um, but now, apparently, my expectations, which are a bit of a backyard. A couple of spare bedrooms, no strata fees if I can avoid them. I'd like to live in a little house. Yes. Um, and uh, and have a a dining a, a room which is big enough for a dining table to fit everyone around it. For all the whole family, family at all the yeah. big events. See, what struck me, and this is interesting because we, we've, we've had a lot of feedback in the conversations about the planning changes around Sydney, and this applies in Brisbane as well. One of the things that does come up is people talk about strata fees and also just the strata controls. So if you go into a nice apartment that's well built, and these days there's a question mark over that, you're then subject not just to strata fees, but also strata control. And people are thinking, well, that's that's a step I don't want to take. Well, the thing is, I can be a little bit on the antisocial side and I don't want to be having millions of conversations with people about how I should be painting this, how I should be behaving mm. in the lift on the way down. That's right. If I could avoid lifts, that would be great. Yep. Um, sometimes you just don't want to talk to people. And um, so I'm looking for a tiny little house, tiny. But the distance between the two-bedroom houses and the five-bedroom houses is becoming a lot smaller than you'd imagine. So the yeah. cost... If you're living within 10 k's of uh, Sydney CBD, that cost um, shift is really shrinking. So you don't get a lot left over to be able to do the other things you want to do. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Because the idea is, okay, go and downsize. You were lucky enough to get a five-bedroom house all those years ago at a pretty good price. And then now, of course, the value's gone up. So you want to downsize. You can get that money into your super. But, of course, if, you, if you're not going to get a big enough whack to set you up, it's not worth it, is it? Well, that's right. I mean, I, I think um, one of the things that interested me, though, was when I was um, talking to the guy from, I think it's called Downsizer.com. He was saying yeah. that people have these three expectations. They want... Um, to be able to hand money over to their kids. They want to be able to buy something decent for themselves and they still want a bit of space. And um, it was interesting to me, the whole top-up super thing was not many Australians are taking advantage of the downsizer um, superannuation deposit, which shocked me because it's it's really, (laughs) it's $300,000 you can put into your super and, you know, there's no tax on that and, I mean, that would take me to what I think is a reasonable amount of superannuation for a woman my age. And the other one there also, in terms of the downsizing, there's also stamp duty, isn't there, which is it's yeah, ridiculous that you've got to pay that yeah. stamp duty. That would Surely that would free up some of the, uh, the downsizers. But as you say, they've then got to compete with others in this very tight housing market. Well, it's interesting to me that the people who are buying in this really gorgeous area... Um, are those, the young people who are buying in this really gorgeous area are really supported by family wealth. Well, we mm. don't. The only family wealth we've got is my house, our house, 
Um, but, I, I mean, one of the women who was um, an underbidder at this auction uh, is someone who has three other houses and, in fact, bought another house up the road for another of her kids. So plenty of money there. You know, it's, I'm not going to complain about having a gorgeous house. I think I'm really lucky, lucky to have lived here, lucky to have finally bloody paid it off after all those years. Mm. But, um, you know, it's very hard to compete with that kind of upper few percent of people who are just really loaded. Yeah, okay. So I guess well, as a starting point, you could do something with the stamp duty. That would help. But there's also that broader issue. And you said this fellow, I think in your story, you said he's a f- former chief economist with Commonwealth Bank. He set up this business, Downsizer.com, to help That's people it. do the downsizing. Is there an issue here that you've got to perhaps set your sights a bit lower, that you're not going to have the massive dining table, you're not going to have as much I'm space as you'd like? I'm not listening to a word you say now, John. Absolutely yeah, that's not. the problem, isn't I it? Have to, I have to hold on to this dining table. It's got to go in the backyard. I'm getting a lot of grandchildren now, and I have been nagging my children long enough to be very happy that I've got what I want. I think there might be one more eventually coming. Yep. So... Um, I'm holding on to the dining table, which fits 11 and will fit 12 if we get number 12. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating, though, isn't it? Because, look, it depends on your background. Because I, you know, I actually grew up in apartments. You know, I was, my mum raised me on her own. She was a widow. Mm. So she's raised me in apartments. And now those old Art Deco things that were very you know, small windows and no balconies. So I guess I think to myself, well, one day a nice apartment would be terrific because that's how I grew up. But it depends on what your personal experience is. Well, not only that, I mean, we had three children. They've all got partners. Now they've got children of their own. And you want to be able to have those big families. I mean, we eat with our family, all of our family, a couple of times a month, sometimes more. And I, I love that. I feel lucky. There'll be people listening to this, and I know you've got a response. He'll say, okay, you live in a in an inner city area in Sydney. There'll be people living in inner city areas of Brisbane. If you want to downsize, you can move a few suburbs west or south, uh, and you're going to get a much bigger place. You get more bang for your buck. What about that? I, look, I think that's a really great idea, but this is the community I've spent 30 years in, more actually, because where we lived before was not mm. that far away. I mean, it's really hard to ab- abandon your community in your old age. And I mean, you know, people say, oh, 66, you can start all over again. But, you know, this is, everyone knows me. I know everyone. We yeah. know each other's children. We can borrow milk and bread and, you know, the spice you forgot to get in the 52 trips to the shops. So do I have to abandon all that? Looks like I might have to. Will I have to live in a small apartment with a, a dungeon and, um, you know, annoying strata... <laughs> See, this is the thing. You, 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 this is where one of the arguments for building more apartments is that people who downsize can then stay in their communities by moving into one of these apartments uh, and generating money for their super. You're giving the counter argument. Well, I think. I mean, I would be perfectly happy with an apartment, except over the last ten years. Um, buildings have not been that great. And we have seen so many tragic experiences where people people have spent a lot of money buying apartments close to the city and those city those apartments haven't held up over the years. There have been dangerous cracks, there's been concrete cancer, there's been leaks, there's been electrical faults, there's been the wrong kind of cladding. Uh, I'm not a cladding expert, but that's what I understand is happening. So... I mean, I'm guessing that once all that gets sorted and we can absolutely rely on these buildings to be 100% fine, then, you know, Stratus won't have that 
immense problems we have. I mean, some strata are having to charge people a huge amount of money to try and fix the building problems. Well, yeah, that's right. I'm too old to be inheriting that kind of financial well, problem. That's that's correct. Are you, now, just finally, are you going to launch yourself back into the uh, into the fray over the next uh, couple of weeks oh, to keep, keep probably, looking? Probably, I'm going to keep looking and and actually. We looked at a townhouse and we thought, oh, God, well, maybe this is the option, somewhere where you, not too many people in the building, not too many people you have to have arguments with about strata fees yep. and able to access a small garden, which, you know, gardens keep you happy. Yeah, I think, you know, the auctioneers have cliches they use, and I guess all of us that have gone to auctions, and the cliche I hear auctioneers use that I reckon is the one that really resonates is when they say, you can get your Saturdays back. You can get your Saturdays back, just a little <laughs> bit more money. Totally you get this place and suddenly you've got your Saturdays back because it takes that, it ruins your whole weekend spending looking and depressing at the end of it if nothing turns up. Exactly. Uh, uh, well, wish me luck. Yeah, look, we'll keep in touch. And I'm sh Well, the beauty of you is you're right about this stuff. So when you get it, I'm sure we'll see it written, <laughs> written, written in a national newspaper somewhere. Thank, Thank you, you Jenna. Thank you very much you for that. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Jenna Price. She wrote about that in the uh, on the Sydney Morning Herald website. You find it on the Brisbane Times as well. But I, I just found some of the things she was saying there very interesting. I've got Reg who says, "Good on that lady. If you can't entertain your kids and grandkids in later life, what have you got?" This is about having a twelve or thirteen place table. It's got to be essential to get them all in. Uh, then I've got this one from Rod. Now she said she was sixty six, not fifty six. She says fifty six is still young. Well, sixty six, and I think she kind of addressed it. Why didn't she move to Western Sydney? Sydney, uh, southern parts of the city, because she's right in the middle of the city there, uh, and have plenty of over to put in her super. But she said this is the community she's lived in for decades. Uh, you become part of your own uh, community. And then on that question of wanting to stay in a house but a smaller house, this is going to be an issue right across Sydney, Brisbane, all of our suburbs and all of our cities where we're going to have medium to high density and there's going to be pressure on people to downsize into that, into a, an apartment. I've got this one here, die. When you've lived in a beautiful home like mine and heritage listed place at French's Forest, no way I can go to an apartment. Um, I hear what she says. Uh, listening to people have sex downstairs, um, in your ladies' chamber, who wants that in your life? When you get in the 60s, people party next door. So this is the this is this very close quarters living. If you haven't done it um, at all in your life, it can be very hard to adjust to. This is going to be one of the the big stories if we start to see more of this medium and high density living and the pressure on people to move into that from their larger homes.